Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. 2022 was an interesting year in the regional district of Nanaimo. And here to look back at the year and ahead to 2023 as well, we welcome the chair of the RDN board. Thanks for joining us, Vanessa Craig. Good morning. Thanks for inviting me. How have things gone for you so far in your first couple of months as board chair? What has been the biggest difference between that role and vice chair, which you served as for three years and as a director? The biggest change is because me becoming in this chair is also coinciding with the election. So we have quite a few new directors that have joined the board. And at this point, we're still getting to know each other as a board, going through a lot of orientation, and we're heading into the budget. I've only been chair for a month, and so we're still laying the groundwork for our work together over the next year. Are you enjoying it so far? So far, so good, yes. We've got an excellent board. I'm really excited to work with this group of people. How would you describe your own leadership and what made you decide to enter the political ring? I think you could have an interesting podcast just asking people how they got into (laughs) politics. I perceive myself as very collaborative. I view myself as a team builder. My background actually is as a biologist. So I hold a PhD in biology from UBC, and I'm a registered professional biologist. So quite a few years ago, I volunteered and stood for election with the College of Applied Biologists, which is the regulator for professional biologists in the province. And I was on the council for many years, including the president for two terms. And as a professional regulator, there are members of the public that are appointed by the government to sit on the council to make sure that we're functioning in the public interest. And a couple of those women that were on the board really encouraged me to consider applying my skills in the political realm, which I must admit I had never considered, but it put a bug in my ear. And I've always been interested in politics. I grew up with my dad being very clear about the importance of staying involved and always voting and those types of things. And after giving it some consideration, I I thought I might have something to offer. You're the first woman to chair the board since the establishment of the regional district 55 years ago. What does that mean to you? It's a privilege to be sure there's been a lot of very qualified female leaders on the board over the years. I find it interesting in 2022 that we're having this conversation because it seems a bit overdue. But I think it's good to see different people in leadership roles just for the upcoming generations to to see what's possible. And and we still have work to do on the diversity front, but I think it's a step forward. How would you describe the RDN as a political entity? And is it difficult having to govern areas for such a wide geographical area? The RDN is an interesting beast, as all of the regional districts are. It's an amalgamation of the municipalities and the electoral areas. We do focus on services, I would say, and issues that are more regional and focused. The municipal councils deal with their specific issues. But for the electoral areas, I'm coming to you from Gabriola Island, which is in traditional territory of the Sinamic First Nation. We also have issues, but our one place to do our governance is at the RDN board. So it's a combination of allowing the electoral areas to oversee and have some governance going on for their areas, and then also bringing that regional perspective, such as transit or the hospital or waste services. So the things that benefit from being a grouping of areas benefit at the regional district board. 
How would you assess 2022 from a board perspective? And what are some of the biggest priorities for you and the board in 2023? For 2022, I think we had a good year. We were finishing off a lot of the initiatives we'd started earlier on in the term. It's one of those things where you start something in the first year and you might start seeing it coming to fruition in the fourth year. I think it was very productive. We finished a lot of things. 2023, uh, we haven't, as a new board, haven't yet done our strategic planning. That'll happen in the spring. But we do have a lot of initiatives that we're carrying over and getting prepared to work on. So we had the regional parks and trails strategy that we completed at the end of last term and we'll be implementing it starting in this year. We've got our budgeting process that's going through, obviously, and I know it's a, of interest to the PQB <laughs> listeners is the Ravensong Pool issue. And so we're moving forward with a lot of community engagement through December and into January. So there's opportunities there. Another exciting development, which is quite recent, actually, is that Chief Rakama, the Qualicum First Nation, just took his uh, oath of office to be the alternate for the electoral area H director, Stuart McLean. So when Director McLean can't be there, Chief Rakama will be acting in, in all aspects. As as well, we just renewed our protocol agreement with the Qualicum First Nation. And uh, for that, Chief Rakama will also have a seat at the board as a non-voting but participating member. So we've got some initiatives that are underway. And then once we have our strategic plan with the new board, I'm sure new initiatives will be picked up as well. How important is it for you to work closely with the various First Nations? It's extremely important. And it's one of the issues. I think we've been making progress. We have a strong relationship with the Qualicum First Nation and it's exciting to renew our protocol agreement for that. And I look forward to trying to build the relationship with the Sonoma and the Sonoma's First Nation as well. How much feedback have you had from residents so far and what might be some of their biggest concerns? I haven't heard a lot of feedback so far just because I'm just new into the job. Certainly in my area on Gabriola, I'm sure you heard about the communications blackout, so emergency response and communications and long-term planning as an issue in my area. But I expect that there will be a lot of discussion about the Ravensong pool as we get more community engagement and involvement heading towards a referendum, both about the participants of the pool service as well as how it's funded, and then a referendum potentially on funding for a pool expansion. What's the biggest difference between the RDN and, say, nearby town or city council? The hat you need to wear at the regional district board is more of the regional hat. So the municipal councils are hard at work on issues like roads and development. At the regional board, we focus on bigger scale issues. A significant one is the regional growth strategy, where all of the municipalities and the electoral areas have come together with a vision for how the area might be developed. So it's a bit of a different thing for the municipal directors to come to the regional board and try and have that bigger picture. But as I mentioned before, for the electoral areas, this is our one place to govern. So we also have our electoral area services committee, which focuses on land use planning and other initiatives, bylaw development for uh, electoral areas specifically. So we have two different tracks happening at the same time. How important is the collaboration with the municipal governments? It's extremely important and I'm fortunate since I've been on the board, so this is my second term, we've had really, I feel, 
good relationships with the mayor and councils of the municipalities. And we're trying to develop, I think, a greater sense of working together as a region and more information sharing. So I think that's one of the things that we might have been a little bit siloed in the past, but I'm hoping we can make some improvements there. Switching gears a little, have a little fun. Do you have a favorite holiday tradition, either now or from when you were young? It's not really a tradition, but I think it's different when I talk to other people, is I always grew up having Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve, and we would have our big gathering with all of our families, and then we could all lie around and not cook on Christmas Day and just eat leftovers, which I think is a great idea. And now that I'm the person who is also doing the cooking, I like that even more. I always thought everybody did that, but I've realized that's not the case. But I do like that tradition, and I've carried it forward with my family. What's the best Christmas present you ever received? Best Christmas present? Well, a memorable Christmas present is when you're a child and you have your heart set on something and you you don't know if you're going to get it. And I asked Santa for Simon. I don't know if you remember the Simon, not the round version. This is older than that. It was okay. kind of like the first one. And I was very hopeful I would get it. It still sticks in my mind, the excitement. When I opened my stocking and there it was, very unexpectedly. I wasn't sure I would get it, but uh, yes, it was very exciting. That's a great story. Do you have a special wish for RDN residents heading into 2023? I certainly hope for the sake of all of us that the weather is calmer in 2023 and we don't get the climate extremes such as the drought and atmospheric river as as well as anything else that's gone. It's difficult to do a one size fits all, but I really hope that the holiday season brings everyone a chance for rest and renewal and also a chance to enjoy the beautiful area we're so fortunate to live in. Vanessa, thanks so much for joining us. And thank you very much. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com.